All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Business of Fitness podcast. I hope you're having an amazing day. Today's episode is with MDV, Mr. Matt De La Valley, and we are getting into the subject of shirts on or shirts off. You know, it's a very interesting subject. It's constantly fluid. We talk about where we started, where we're at, and what our policy is here at NC Fit. Now, if you've been listening to our episodes for a while, you know that we don't have any paid ads. We just really appreciate it. If you get out there and you tell someone about our podcast, or if you give us a rating or review, if you could do that, we would truly appreciate it. I hope you keep rising the tides, keep getting after it. And here's another phenomenal episode with MDV. Let's go. All right, guys. So I'm here with MDV and we've been, uh, chit-chatting for a while about a number of different subjects, including dogs in the gym, kids in the gym, dropping weights, shirts off. We've just been deep diving into a number of different subjects, primarily because just as your business ebbs and flows, so does ours. And what might've been a policy that worked for us five, 10 years ago might not be the same policy that's as effective today because our business is in a different position. We have retail locations instead of warehouse locations. Our average member age has grown. You know, when we opened the gym, I was 22 years old. Now all of a sudden here we are 12 years later and a lot has changed. I've changed and our members have changed. So at least it addresses that every couple of years, we need to at least reconvene on these issues and say, Hey, these are some of the things that come up in our gym. How do we want to address mm-hmm. them? Let's create kind of our policy, talk about it and then move forward. But today, what very, are we going to talk about? A very important subject today, which is shirts on, or shirts off. And yeah, this is, this is a, as of recently, this came up um, because of Graham Holmberg and he's a CrossFit Games competitor for a lot of years, did some amazing things. And he created a policy where there's no shirts on, uh, a shirt on policy as well as a no really short, short policy. And it was really interesting. It was was an interesting, I actually talked to him about it, but I want to talk today about in particular, the shirts on versus shirts off. I think the Short shorts, maybe we could just graze on that, but that's probably not the topic of, of, of today's episode. Yeah, I mean, we could talk. We can talk about all of it, uh, all wrapped up into to one conversation. And um, I think it's important to talk about the history of of functional training and CrossFit and why these things might have become popular, and um, you know how things were back in the day, and kind of how things have evolved and where we're at now. And I also want to make it clear that some of this will be opinion-based and some of it will be policy-based, right? Because we certainly have our opinions on whether or not you should wear a shirt or no shirt during a workout. And it also depends on who you are within the organization and the culture at the gym and all that kind of stuff. But we don't have a policy on that at NC Fit right now. And it's not a rule that you can or can't take your shirt off, but we have opinions on it. And the same deal with, um, you know, uh, sports bras and booty shorts and then, you know, other things that the gents might wear. We, we certainly have opinions on them, but, uh, there's no rules. Like just right compression now. shorts by themselves. Oh yeah. Just the, yeah. The, that look is tough sometimes. <laughs> oh man. Just the compression shorts. I, yeah, we've, we've, and I think some of this is going to be self-selecting, right? Members yeah. going to pick up on a vibe and an atmosphere and what For you're sure. trying to get after. But so uh, let's just, let's just address this once as a policy, like formally written, we at NCFIT do not have a formal policy that says you cannot exercise without a shirt on, no. right? That being said, 
I do believe that as an organization, we have now I should be talking about our Bay area locations mm-hmm. because in Mexico or Asia, it's completely different situations, but in the Bay area that are open to the public locations, where do you think we've trended towards? Where do you think the industry as a whole is going? And, and where have mm. you, you, you know, you said something to me, me earlier that I thought yeah. was really interesting. MDV said that he used to always take his shirt off. Like, I would was, take my shirt off before the workout started. Before I was even in class, my before shirt. Before he was off. even in class, and he was on the East Coast. <laughs> so you know, to say that he was taking off his shirt because it was hot, I don't think that's necessarily the case. You're taking off your shirt because you want to check out those muscles and feel <laughs> feel flexy, whatever right. it is. But let's but let's dive into that. So back in the day, you, yeah, let's you, talk about the history. You never took off your shirt, or, you know, or you always, always took off your did. shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people did. So you know, we got into this both around the same time, like 2006, early mid 2000s, right? And you know, that was around the time that CrossFit.com was really starting to pick up some steam. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a California culture, man. Like, even on the East Coast, you would watch these guys like, uh, what was it, Brendan, right? Brendan was the dude. Oh, who, yeah, yeah, Brendan. Right? Well, yes. Brendan and Glassman and, yeah. and Pat and all these guys were out here and it was sunny. It was hot. These guys looked like Greek gods. They had their shirts off. Yeah. and like Greg it, Amundsen. Yep, yeah. the original fire breather. So... You know, I think that that was part of it, that like you saw what California manifested for these people in fitness and being out in the sun and working out, right? A lot of it was outdoor. I think the other thing was that like CrossFit kind of blew the doors off the hinges a little bit when it came to fitness, right? I think that, you know, it changed a lot of different things for people and it changed what fitness could look and feel like. It was irreverent and that meant doing things and saying things and listening to certain things that were different than what was going on within gold's gym. And I think that that was part of the allure for a lot of people getting into this was like, this is different. This is, this is pumped up a little bit more like this is a little bit more on the edge. Right. Right. And I think part of that was, you know, the, the shirts came off and, and some of the outfits were a little skimpier and, you know, then you had the popular, uh, popularization of the games. And then, you know, and kind of famously, you saw Libby DeBase up there, and and that that was from the 2008 or 2009 yeah. games, and you know every and Camille and all these people started getting really popular, and and they are amazing specimens, and it just all kind of snowballed into this uh, effect where shirts came off, and it was part of the culture at the time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think it's evolved a bit, you know, and I think that, you know, if I look at where we are right now for NC fit, we've certainly evolved and changed over the course of our history. We were very competition based back in the day, like, uh, focused around the team, co- individual competition and team competition. And we're just different now. And I think we still have people that take their shirts off and that's fine. I don't, I don't judge them either way whatsoever, but you know, we certainly do have a lot of people that choose to leave their shirts on during workouts. And I would say 99% of the time now for me, my shirt stays on Versus in the past, 99% of the time it was coming off. And so do you think that's, so I agree with you, but do you think that's because of the locations? Because, um, you know, our first location, warehouse, grungy gym, my shirt would be off all the time. And so would a lot of our members. And there were some pros and cons to having your shirt off all the mm-hmm. time, right? Pros were, you know, kind of had that kind of grungy appeal, right? Kind of, it was completely different than the conventional gym. From the music we had, to the equipment that we had, mm-hmm. to the way that we looked. But there was some cons. Uh, could come off overbearing, could come off non-inclusive to people who are coming in for their first time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from a sweat perspective, 
you know, you'd get it a lot of, all over the place. Yeah, everywhere but your shirt. <laughs> everywhere but your shirt. And and I think, and then I think over time, for us, it was a little bit of that, right? Where we started. I think what happened organically is that you would you almost offend more people potentially keeping less clothes on, and naturally it just kind of shifts from like this warehouse to more retail focus where you have air conditioning, the door. It's just a different look in the gym. Mm. Do you think it has to do with the look of the gym, or do you think it's to do with the culture and how maybe people over time, we're talking ten years, just started not necessarily feeling as excited to take their shirt off because maybe there was sweat on the bottom. I mean, what, what do you think caused this shift? Like for uh, you, 99% so, of the time you take off your shirt. Now 99% of the time yeah. you don't take off your shirt. Well, so, like I said before, some of this is some of this is opinion-based and some of this is like personal practice versus policy and trend. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with the vibe and the culture of the gym. And there's a lot of gyms out there right now that are probably very successful that have a a lot of people that take their shirts off and that's okay. And, uh, you know, we are a gym that is, I, I love the look and appearance of our gyms. They have an elevated feel, I think, to what you envision when you close your eyes and think of like a garage gym. Right. Um, and it's just different. And, you know, it's, it's still a place where hard work happens and people really get after it, but it, it doesn't have that, um, garage gym feel necessarily in some of our locations and that's okay but i think that that definitely adds to it i think that some you know you you walk in here and it's not as much of the environment where you'd like want to rip your shirt off um, yeah the, the appeal the retail space compared to warehouse yeah i think some of that is and i th- also think about just like how people act in the space and how we have professionalized ourselves and elevated our coaches to a certain level and you know Nobody is showing up to coach looking like they just rolled out of bed and nobody is coaching, listening to, you know, insane rap music. That's got every swear word or rock music, got every swear word in the book. And, you know, it's not to say we don't listen to great music when we work out or our coaches don't have a, you know, a fitness professional outfit on. They do, but it's just, it's just not the same culture as it used to be. It's just different. It's not worse, not better. It's just different. Right. And and as the industry has evolved. And I think one thing that we have to touch base on is the idea of, you know, look, there's a lot of people that can get offended almost over anything nowadays. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's actually becoming pretty toxic where you you feel like you can't say anything about anything without somebody getting offended. I actually think some people say they're offended just to say that they're offended. We were because, talking about this earlier, yeah. Because if they don't say they're offended, they're they're afraid someone else will be offended. Like it's like it's like this whole thing. Yeah. But when it comes to your business, you know, we've always kind of been on the lines that our business has no, you know, political preference. No, our business is a separate entity and it's a, a C Corp, S Corp, whatever you want to have it, but it's not Jason Klepa, it's not MDV, it is a separate entity and we have to do, you know, we are custodians of that and we are supporters of it, but it, it, it has to be aligned for, for the most amount of people possible. Right? Yeah. And, and once you start going down this path and this is not a political conversation, especially not right now because someone will get offended. But the point I'm trying to make is that, is that with the shirts, right? Do you think that a gym who creates a policy where his shirts on, do you think that's the intent is to, or music, 
because when we choose certain music, we choose it because it doesn't necessarily, it, it aligns with more people more of the time. No one's ever going to say they absolutely hate, uh, I don't know, like rock or whatever it is. They're not going to say they hate it or they're offended, but they might not absolutely love it. It's kind of like neutral to them. Whereas if you put on something extremely offensive, you might end up having a member canceled. Hmm. So is that same thing kind of like with the shirts where we're like the shirts hmm. are kind of like, hey, we're just going to kind of keep it nice and neutral, right? Because if we put a shirts off policy, you might have a few people who take it off and they might really love that, but it might offend some people so much they might end up canceling. And by the way, we're noting, we do not have that policy. Yeah. I'm just asking the question. Yeah. No, it's a, I think it's a good question. So let me just make sure I understand what you're saying. If you have... <laughs> You went deep. If you have a policy where you're saying certain types of music are not acceptable to be played, is that the same as saying shirts on, shirts off, we have a policy, you have to keep your shirt on? Is that what you're asking? Is that like, are they in the same category? I think they're in the same category. I don't think so. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is as a business, you try and, you try and, um, it from at least from my perspective is you want to be more like vanilla or chocolate. There's more people in the world who like vanilla and chocolate than to do necessarily peanut butter flavor. Mm, so and, I, so it, and, it, you, and that go, So what I'm trying to say <laughs> is that if you allow, if you endorse shirts off, are you pushing more people away than if? Because it's like wearing your shirt in a gym is just like a normal thing globally. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Right. I, so Do you get what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Is I, creating this culture of shirts off and more ruggedness actually inhibiting your ability to grow? I I don't think that that is the case. So let me let me explain. I th- at NC Fit we have an all welcoming, non threatening culture. Right? We take people of all races, creeds, religions, shapes, sizes, color, everything. Right. Come on in, train with us, get a great workout, be a part of the community. I think where we align ourselves on policy is we we are looking at things that could legitimately be um, offensive to people where we also feel that they are uh, offensive to a certain extent, right? Like you can you can definitely understand how someone would be very, very, very offended by certain types of music that are being played. And we as a business don't want to necessarily put somebody into that position. There's an easier way to go about it. You can play the edited version of the song or you can avoid those types of songs altogether and you can still have a great workout. I think that there's a difference between that kind of stuff and where we are right now with shirts on and shirts off. I think that we as a company still hold on to certain elements of our history, our past that have brought us to the place that we are today. And some of that is still the fun and exciting elements of that garage culture that we grew up in. And we still have members that will take their shirts off or take their shirts off as they walk in the, during the cool down and throw them over their shoulder. They're not, it's not 99% of the gym. It's not ripping your shirts off and spitting on the floor and screaming in somebody's face. There's a difference between that and what I just described previously. We right now don't have a policy about keeping your shirt on during a workout. And I, I think that that is a good thing for us right now. Yeah. I think it still adds to our culture 
to have that from our history and I can't say for a fact that nobody is offended by it, but it is not in the same category of offensiveness, at least in my opinion, as music that might have swear words or x y or z in it right yeah no dude i think you bring up really valid points i mean this we're not playing devil's app we're we're, you know i agree with you i agree with you i think for our company i think there's something to be said about a gym who who you know kind of remembers where their culture came from but also has evolved and i think that a lot of for the most part our members are kind of situational right if you're doing murph in a you know and it's a long grinder and or or maybe not necessarily you know like a 40 minute cardio workout and you're kind of inside outside on runs i think there's just our members kind of have grown over the years to be a little bit more situational right it's not like every time every day the same guy takes his shirt off at the exact same second mm-hmm. right or girl whatever you know with the um it's kind of like some people they kick it on some people they take it off sometimes they just feel it and they're, they're also feeling out the room and it and I guess one of the reasons why I want to have this conversation with you is that for us, it hasn't really developed into a huge situation because I think we kind of create an atmosphere where people have um, the emotional intelligence or the awareness not to make it uncomfortable for other people. Is it, would you say that's that's how it's occurred? I mean, no, nobody is gross about it in, in uh, like a perverted way. It's not a perversion or a hyper-sexualized thing. I mean, I at least I haven't noticed it. No. And, and you can certainly think of examples of when it might be. Uh, I think some of this also, Jason, is like, what is the culture you are trying to put forth and what is the vibe that you want to put forth in your gym and do the practices that you are employing within your four walls, do they line up to those things? And are you okay with it? And are you okay with it not only with who you are and what you want to be, but also are you okay with what your bottom line looks like? And if uh, either one of those two things are off, you probably have a duty to reexamine what's going on in your gym and to understand, hey, we've had a lot of people cancel because the music has been really offensive. Or, hey, we had 10 people cancel because uh, they were offended that you know people are taking off their shirts and screaming in each other's faces. At that point, I think you have a duty to take a look at these policies and, and make a decision about whether or not they make sense for you as a business. I know for us with the music thing, we have experienced complaints in the past where it's just like, we don't want to deal with that anymore. Right. It's just not where we are at. There's better and easier options. There's a path of least, least resistance or less resistance to play the edited versions of the song. We haven't dealt with people being overly offended by having shirts off during workouts. And we're okay with that right now. It's just where we're at. Well, I think it goes back to the beginning of this whole conversation is that we constantly sit here and talk about a bunch of variety of things. We have a huge list here that we're just talking about. I want to ask you before, are we going to go down the list? No, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) I do want to ask you a question because you kind of famously at the, the games in 2008 shirt off. Oh yeah. For almost every event. Yeah. I mean, my shirt, my shirt, well, (laughs) I mean, my uh, like, my like, you know, competitor side would say that for a lot of years, I always, um, I always wore a shirt for an event that had like a barbell on the shoulder mm-hmm. because it just stuck better, like for lifting and things like that. I think most people do. When competing, I took it off because oftentimes about getting hot. But I also, yeah, you're right. Like it's part of that culture thing, right? And 
you know, it did it in the back of my mind that I want to like wear shorts that were appropriately cut. So a little bit of my, you know, little quad showed quad that sweet. I want, that I want to, you know, not wear a shirt because I felt really good about where I was at. And I think, yeah, maybe subconsciously or consciously, like that was the case, right? Because you know, pictures are going to be taken, you know that whatever, and you want to look back on that and feel good about the way you looked and you felt good about the way you looked, right? And um, yeah, I mean, to your point, it was just, it wasn't even something we thought about because it was just so part of the culture. Yeah. And and I think now as as the businesses have evolved, it's becoming something we're at least like hinting at or discussing. And maybe five years from now, it might become something that you actually define. Well, comp- competition, Jason, I, I, I definitely understand that. Like primal, out there, sun, hot as f- freaking yeah. hell. But what about how have you evolved as an athlete? Because you still take classes. You still hop in. Yeah, I never take my shirt off. But back in the day, did you? Um, not in group setting, but when I would train just like with the crew, mm. yeah, I would take it off, but not as much as like other people would, but I, t- I would take it off because also I would take it off because everybody else was taking it off. So okay. it's kind of like one of those things, you know, it's just like shirts are off. It's like shirts, more shirts come off, you know? Um, but yeah, that's really interesting when you think about it, how, you know, how much of it is just where one person does it, then more and more people do it versus like them actually wanting to do it or was it just kind of like neutral mm. i mean this is a great it's a great conversation because we're not sitting here drawing a line in the sand with anything that's perfect but i think at the end of the day we had to keep having conversations about how our industry has evolved because maybe maybe it's going to evolve where we even stay even more rugged we go back to even more rugged good or maybe it'll continue to evolve and we become a little bit more mainstream i don't know i can't mm. speak for that all i know is we need to keep having good conversations because that's what's going to keep our businesses relevant mm. But you're a hard no for your shirt off in the gym right now. I'm a, I'm a hard no. Like even getting ready for the Rogue Invitational, I had two goals: make sure I was, um, make sure I was competitive. Like you know what I mean? Meaning like I didn't want to get my butt kicked in every workout. Be competitive mm-hmm. and look good with my shirt off. Those are my two <laughs> goals. I swear to God. And so, because I knew at some point shirts were gonna come it's off. Cameras. And sure enough, yeah. the shirts came off right at the end, and, and it was worth it. <laughs> But the point I'm trying to make is that my shirt came off because everybody else's shirt yeah. came off. And it's just it's like, tough. It's, it's like, ah, it's you got murderer's row out there. Yeah, you got to you you get going. It off. But that's, so that's, that's part of the culture. And now what I think you're seeing is because less and less members are just kind of taking it off and showing skin, um, I think you might see less and less and less. And it might just naturally organically yeah. occur on its own. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I, I like where the conversation is going now because this happens a lot of times when you visit other gyms, right? This happens a lot. You go into a gym and you see that nobody has their shirt off. And you're probably not going to take it off. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Right? At least in my opinion, right? Like just leave your shirt on, chill, get, recognize the vibe of the gym, like read the scenario. And maybe you're in a gym where like everybody takes their shirt off and yeah, go for it at that right. point. It's the same thing with like dropping weights or chalk or cursing or whatever. XY, this whole list. You have to be uh, dynamic enough and like aware enough to understand the situation that you're in so you don't either uh, make yourself look like a fool or make your home gym look like uh, a fool, whatever. But yeah, people, people when they're dropping into gyms, I think the awareness is key. Yeah, it's interesting. Though. Or ask. Just ask. And if they say no, be okay with it. Yeah, I think that's really interesting though. I think, I think a great way to summarize this whole conversation is that, you know, you're reading the situation the industry is evolving and over time, who knows where it's going to evolve. But I do think that having the peer influence does play a factor because I mean, think about it like on longer workouts, right? 40 minute Saturday, 
you know, weekend workout. Mm. Everybody's super, you know, they know they're going to be in for a grinder. All of a sudden you start seeing more and more people take their shirts off and all of a sudden more and more people. Yeah. By the time it's done, it's a lot more because it's just kind of like the snowball effect. Yeah. And I don't think it's bad or good. It's just, it's just what happens. That's like when you were a little kid in class and like one person goes to get a tissue and then like oh. 50 people yeah, go I have to go to the bathroom and yeah. everybody goes to the bathroom. Yeah, that definitely happens. You definitely have that like that peer uh, pressure, not pressure, but yeah, peer influence, I think. Yeah, peer yeah. influence. Peer plays peer, a part peer, of it. Yeah. For sure. I love this discussion. This is really cool because it's it touches on the history of where we were, like where we are now within NC Fit and what our opinions are of, of it. And uh, it's just it's I think it's a topic that gym owners should think about and talk about. They should think about, talk about, and as you and I are sitting here, we are not drawing a line in the sand. I think that's important is that you can have conversations about things and not draw a line in the sand and say, Hey, for right now we're okay, let's revisit it a year from now. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. Because, but then there might be a time a year or two from now where we look at each other like, Hey man, we got to draw a line in the sand. We need to be this. Mm. And I think if, unless you're having these build up conversations, you'll never maybe get to a point where you feel comfortable making that other decision. So that's the motivation for this week. Um, there is so many other topics we're going to continue to dive into. We, uh, we have a private Facebook group for our collective gyms and they're in there just throwing us great ideas for the podcast. Yeah. So if you're on the collective, really appreciate you diving in there and giving us your feedback. Um, if you're not part of the collective, make sure you check it out. Uh, you can email us to collective at nc.fit. We are putting out, you know, really, really well done session plans, programming and business tools. And this podcast is just a piece yeah. of the overall puzzle that we're trying to share with our community. And so if you're getting value from these, um, you can, you, you know, and you're a gym owner out there, you should definitely see all the additional value that we're sharing with the collective gyms. For sure. I sound like a broken record on this, but, but my, one of my favorite things in the Facebook, uh, the collective is the Facebook group, man. We just got this good cool, people. Yeah. We got this like critical mass worth of great people, uh, owners from all over the world, positively sharing best practices, asking questions, you know, sharing ideas, things that work, things that didn't. And, you know, we all know that there's other Facebook groups out there that are just like so toxic and so negative. And it's just so refreshing to have a group that is just positive and we're all moving in the same direction. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I love it. Well, guys, keep rising the tides. Keep getting after it. I hope everybody has a phenomenal week. Mr. MDV, thanks for talking about how you went from uh, no shirt off before the even workout started in New York to uh, shirt on all the time. Yeah, well, now I have less abs now, man. This guy's moving to Southern <laughs> California, so we gotta. now he's really going to probably take his shirt back off. But, uh, <laughs> Let's go. All right, keep getting after, guys. Have a good day.